Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. What's going on, podcast family? If you're one of the thousands of students that listen to this podcast and have aspirations to work for a Fortune 500 company, whether it's starting as an intern or then working there full-time after graduation, then I have a very special treat for you. I will be conducting multiple webinars each week on how to get a job or internship with a Fortune 500 company. And in this webinar, I'm gonna cover three big secrets. Uh, Secret number one, I am gonna show you exactly how to get your resume passed through or get your resume beat over 90% of other applicants. And then secret number two, I'm gonna teach you how to access the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled. And then number three, I am gonna teach you how Fortune 500 companies handle campus recruitment and how you can take this insider secrets to your advantage. So if you wanna learn more, go to masteringcollege2career.com forward slash free training to register. Once you hit the register button, you will then have access to see all the times that I am doing this available. This is a free training, so you will have the opportunity to ask me all the questions that you want. So make sure you go to masteringcollege2career.com forward slash free training to register. See you guys all there. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College 2 Career Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today I have an amazing, amazing episode that if you listen to it and you take some of this advice, it will change your college career and make your life better even after you graduate. And so uh, we're going to talk about student involvement, why you should get involved, student organizations, how to start one, how to everything about it. And I have an expert here today. I have Lane King. He's a director of student leadership and activities for Bling College in Bryan, Texas. Lane, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Lane, no. So I met Lane at APCA, um, at the APCA conference. And and for people who don't understand, who know what APCA or NAPCA is, is this huge um, organizations that help colleges and universities just bring in, you know, acts, whether it's speakers, comedians, um, anything to help in student activities, you know, get students more engaged. And Lane was there, you know, after going through his LinkedIn profile, I was like, how do I get Lane on the show? So mm-hmm. I messaged him. He's on the show, ladies and gentlemen. And then I had a conversation prior to this recording and I was like, God, this is going to be such a great episode. Uh, Lane is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to student involvement, student activities. So Lane, you know, without further ado, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so uh, as you had said, I'm the director of uh, student leadership and activities. I uh, did uh, a bachelor's and master's um, at the University of Nevada, Reno. Um, and I came up through the ranks uh, kind of through student engagement. So I typically call myself a product of involvement. I was involved in about 21 organizations uh, or so in my undergraduate career, uh, whether that be just being an active member, an officer or a founding member, what have you. Uh, but it went up uh, through that way. That's kind of what showed me that I wanted to be involved in student affairs as a career field. Uh, so I went and got a graduate assistantship uh, working with residential life housing food service. I was a resident director, um, which was a great time to, to really uh, get students engaged um, in their on-campus living experience. Uh, that really tra- funneled closely with um, 
working with offices of student engagement um, in particular. And so that led me to uh, graduation, which took me all the way over here to, to Bryan, Texas, all the way across the country, um, where I started as the coordinator of student activities uh, at the institution I'm at, I'm at now. I was there for about two years or so. Um, then I went to Texas A&M uh, for about a year or so, uh, working for their uh, McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship, which was just a absolutely phenomenal experience, um, really hands-on, again, working with student organizations um, uh, and, and student engagement, really. Uh, and then so the position of director uh, came open here at, at Bloom College and the rest is history. So uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, it's been a fun ride and happy to be where I'm at. Love it, man. What, what an interesting story for somebody, you know, you're in, engaged when you're on, on campus and then now you're, you know, the director of essentially leadership and activities, which is engagement on campus. Um, you know what it's interesting to me, Lane, is that I, I go and I speak around different campuses and one of the things that I notice is, you know, every school wants to get more students engaged, more students engaged. And what I've noticed from, you know, from the outside perspective, right, I, I've never worked for a university I, when I graduated, I went to corporate America. And um, what I've noticed is that the students that are engaged are the ones that are just have this, they have the soft skills locked. And they, like, and when I was interviewing them in corporate America, it's like, I always looked for students who were engaged, right? I, and the way what I was looking for is, were they involved in student organizations? Were they involved in SGA, student government? If they were involved, I, I already knew that they had the at least the basics when it came down to interpersonal communication, like those basic communication skills. Um, but you would know more than anybody, like have you seen students who are engaged do better when it comes to finding jobs than students who are not? Oh, it's night and day. It is absolutely night and day difference. You know, uh, as a hiring manager, when I bring in uh, professionals to interview, uh, I can pretty much tell you without looking at the resume in the first 30 seconds of the interview if they were engaged or not. Those, those soft skills, they shine so bright. Um, really, it is that ability to, to sell yourself, to have a good interpersonal uh, communication, really to, to be collegial, to be cordial, to have good conversations in that professional setting. It all relates to soft skills. Uh, and so when a student comes in or a student, you know, a turned professional uh, comes in, it it is literally night and day difference of whether or not they were engaged or something like that. They had the ability to work in, uh, in teams, you know, and, and work with uh, people from different backgrounds to have some of the intercultural uh, competencies with that. And, you know, it, it makes such a big difference. Uh, and there's actually a lot of research kind of going around right now talking about the importance of soft skills as it's been something that's been somewhat overlooked. You know, and, and as we're getting more and more uh, specialized with our economy uh, and we're having a lot more um, requirements really for degrees and, and specialized degrees, we're starting to see more um, well-educated folks into that environment, right? And so now these soft skills are turning into a further differentiating factor. Um, and it, it's, it's getting to the point now where it's not enough just to have that degree. You really need to do more than that because your competitors are going to have degrees as well, uh, and ultimately, when it gets down to it, and you're and you're applying or you're a finalist for a position, everyone that's a finalist for that position is going to be qualified. It, at that point in time, it then comes into what makes you different, uh, what makes you set out from the rest. Uh, and one of those most universal set of skills that you could possibly have would be those soft skills. You know, the ability to network. You know, intercultural communication. Um, interpersonal communication as well. Um, really, it, it comes down to the ability to be collegial, the ability to work with 
people from diverse backgrounds, um, the networking time management, all of these soft skills that you have to learn, uh, that you learn inevitably by being engaged uh, during your college career. Uh, so it, it makes such a big difference. Uh, and I wish I could stress the importance of that is, you know, I, I can't stress it enough. It, it makes a huge, huge, huge difference. And uh, I, I said this quite often, and I'll probably say it several times during this podcast too, but the, the degree gets you the interview. The, the engagement is what gets you the job. Wow, that's an amazing quote. The degree gets you the interview, but it's the engagement that really lands you the job. Absolutely. And and I, I also want to talk about the fact that like not all engagement is equally. Like like just because you attend an event does it that's great. And that's I, I would highly encourage that. But like there's different levels of engagement. Like just attending an event in school, that's one thing. But what about joining the leadership? And maybe let's talk a little bit about that, Lane. What's your experience for the students who go get extra involved in some leadership positions within student organizations, student government, and even, you know, with, with you know, student activities? Well, it's, it's absolutely excellent um, and, and doing that, challenging yourself, stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit, um, and diving into, well, let me put it this way. I, I look at students that choose to do that as, as those students that get to college which is already quite a feat, right? It, it is not easy to get to any institution of higher education. And so anyone that, that, that makes it that far should, should really be proud. They have something to be proud of. But those students that choose to, to you know, divulge further in, into active engagement, like being a part of an organization or even taking a leadership role within that, those are the students that get somewhere and they say, okay, now what? All right, I've done all of this and this and this and this, now what, right? They're not. They're not satisfied with, you know, uh, even the status quo. Uh, they, they're always hungry for more. Uh, and, and that is that attitude that really took me to, to A&M with the entrepreneurship because that's an attitude of an entrepreneur, but that's an attitude of, of a go-getter, someone that's, that's going to do whatever it takes to get something accomplished. Uh, and those students that challenge themselves and, 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 and go through challenges, you know, uh, really struggle with, with them things. You're going to be challenged with time management. You're going to be, be challenged with any leadership role that you're getting involved with and in, in the, the different obstacles and opportunities that come along with that. You build so many skills while you're doing that. Um, inevitably, if you take on a, a role, an actual leadership role, there's going to be a big emphasis on time management. You're then having to keep up with all of the, you know, um, rigor, the academic rigor of the inside the classroom, but now you have this, this extra uh, outside of the classroom rigor that you have to be accountable to, you know, and so it's an entirely different world. Um, not to mention life in itself doesn't ever stop as well, right? It's like life doesn't get the memo that you're in college and you're heavily involved, you know, and, and it needs to take a time out. No, life still comes at you full force. So you got almost like three worlds going on at the same time. You got your academics, the real world, and then you also have your engagement, your involvement. But what it's doing is it's, it's making you so much more well-rounded um, and, and just in so many ways. Uh, and the experiences, the networking, there's just really not a lot of downsides to it. Um, the, the more you can get engaged, I think every student should at least try it out. Um, certainly it's not for everybody, but there's something for everybody. Right. Let's Sometimes. talk about that because as you were talking all that and I was saying, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, that is a no brainer to do if you're extroverted. But what if you're introverted, right? Like what if you don't like to put yourself out there? 
how can you still get engaged, but maybe not be on the spotlight or maybe not? I, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you, what advice do you have for somebody who's in, introverted, naturally introverted, listening to this podcast saying, I'm a college student. I always think about getting involved, but I'm just, it just gives me anxiety getting involved. Well, that's where there's something for everyone. There's, there's a, a big saying that's kind of cliche in student affairs now, um, but it's get in where you fit in or, you know, or find your fit or something like that. There are things that you're interested in, you know, no matter how introverted or extroverted you may be, you have passions, you have hobbies, um, whether it be tied to your professional uh, or, or curriculum or just tied to an outside of the classroom kind of activity. There are things that you're interested in um, or would like to learn more about. And you definitely don't have to take on a leadership role within that organization. That might be stepping too much into that spotlight a little bit. But guess what? those student leaders that take on leadership roles and, and officers and whatnot, they need general members, right? You wouldn't have an organization if it wasn't for the general membership of that. So get engaged in, in, in some way, you know, you don't have to take on that a really active role of having that title with the extra responsibilities, but being engaged participant um, really can, can get your foot into that door in, in, a, in, a, in a safe way, um, in a comfortable way without biting up more than you can chew and uh, open the doors, you know, start slow, see, see what it's like. Uh, life happens outside of your comfort zone. And so it's all about finding enough of that stepping out uh, in, into your outside of your comfort zone in, in as much of a way as you, as you can, you know, being comfortable and being uncomfortable, if you will. Yeah. And, and so, Lane, what, like, what are the best ways or things that students can get involved in, like SGA being one of them? You know, you, every school will bring in acts, comedians, entertainment speakers, um, student organizations. Like, what are some of the most common ways that students can get involved with on campus, outside um, of the classroom? I definitely think uh, student organizations. Uh, every institution is going to have uh, a list of clubs and organizations, whether it be a fraternity and sorority life, or whether it be just social clubs and organizations, uh, uh, pre-professional or honor societies, things like that. Um, that's going to be the best way. Uh, and you're going to have anywhere from, you know, 30 to 400 clubs and organizations, depending on the size of the institution. But really, there's going to be a club uh, or an, an organization kind of for every purpose. You know, if you have a bunch of people that are really into, say, playing Fortnite um, or Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. There are usually clubs that are geared towards just that in particular. You know, if you're really more focused on your academics and, and want to keep everything more closely tied to that, you know, say you're a criminal justice major. Well, there's criminal justice honor societies uh, that are really professional for that. You know, they can help you further yourself within that specific field. So I think that's going to be the greatest way. It's going to cast the widest net. Uh, student organizations. Um, but uh, if you wanted to take that a step back and not quite sure how to get there, um, look at what the student activities or Office of Student Engagement or whatever it's called on your campus is doing. Typically what they're going to be doing is throwing out events, casting this wide net, trying to get students to stop by, swing in, um, and, and go, you know, stop by right now. As a matter of fact, outside my office, we have, it's National Donut Day. So we're giving away 500 donuts right up front um, but it's a little touch point you know it's the students stop by and they're like wow this is really cool um, and students will talk to us for a little while and and say well this I want to do more things like this you know how can I learn more about that oh well boom you just got engaged a little bit right then, then and there you, you, you found uh, some kind of a connection a touch point outside of class you nailed it 
Uh, and so I definitely think that the offices of, of student engagement or student leadership or whatever that's going to be called um, would be a good good backup. But student organizations, um, clubs and activities, easiest way to get engaged because there's something for everyone. And if there's not something already set out for you, there's an easy way about getting one of those started, which I think we're going to talk about here shortly. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. And, and I think for like to try to like uh, summarize a little bit for the students listening to them. Um, I talked, actually have a chapter uh, on this on my book and I, in my opinion, I'm sure there's more, but like the way that I look at it um, for students is that there's five really main things for student organizations. Uh, there's Greek life, there's honor societies, there's major related like technical, like whether it's for engineering, criminal justice, like major related, there's interest related, like you were saying, Dungeons and Dragons, maybe you like playing board games or chess club or whatever that is. And then there's like sports, maybe intramurals, um, some yeah. are clubs and some are, are with the school itself. And even when you think about Greek life, people associate Greek life as, you know, as, as a social kind of fraternity. Even within Greek life, there is social, which is what you imagine when you're looking at the movies, people drinking and kegs. And if you like that, I mean, that is a great way to network and build long lasting relationships. There's professional Greek organizations, which I was part of one where they're like business related or medical, if you're pre-med or if you're pre-law, if you're criminal justice, if you're engineering, so they're they're, they have the social, a little bit of the social aspect, but it's more geared towards the professionalism within mm -hmm. a major. You have honor societies, Greek honor societies, and you have service honor societies, and you have cultural honor societies. So a lot of times, like with, with ethnicity, they, they gather up within um, Greek. Also, there's some are more social, whether philanthropy is the number one uh, pillar within that. Um, so there's pretty much organizations for anything. And this is where we'll transition to the second half of the podcast is what if there isn't one that you can connect with, right? But you and a couple of your friends want to start one. And that's why I really want to talk to Len because he, he, he's going to explain to us how you start a student organization. And guys, this is generalizing, right? Because there's hundreds of thousands of schools and everybody does it a little differently. But this guidance should give you at least a good place to, where to start um, and, uh, and get the information you need to start it at your own school. So, Lane, take it away. So, sure. Um, you know, there's, as you had said, there are, is something really for everyone. Um, but if there isn't, uh, you know, as a student affairs professional, we look at that as a dynamite opportunity. Great. We've, we found a new demographic, a new set of students that we aren't engaging yet, but now have an opportunity to engage. Fan. Fantastic. We love that one on a new opportunity. And so most uh, institutions are really going to promote and encourage students to be creating new clubs and organizations. And in general, um, while every institution has its own nuances, uh, they all really fall on pretty similar guidelines. So in general, what you're looking for is if there isn't another organization that is accomplishing the same purpose, then the door is open, right? After that, what they want to do is see that it's not just a singular student concern. You know, they want to see that there are other students or students, plural, that are interested in this. And I got to tell you, you know, being a student at a, at a college, whether you be at a, a college that's 5,000 students or 50,000 students, <laughs> chances are you're not the only one that has those same passions and interests. There's going to be someone else that feels the same way that you do, right? They're just waiting for someone to take that initiative and start it off. So in addition to having, uh, you know, that non-competing clause or people call it different things, um, but really uh, 
looking for a, a new club that's serving a new purpose. And then you have uh, some other students and that number will vary how many you need. Maybe it's four students, maybe it's seven students or something like that. But it's typically just a handful that are interested in that. Boom, that's what you need. You need to have um, a, a clarified purpose um, that is you know, not being fulfilled currently. You need to have other students that are passionate about that same thing. And then any other requirements are gonna fall up to that are typically gonna be like, you need to have a constitution, um, but we help you with that. Uh, clubs and organizations and, and the, the offices that oversee that, we typically will work with you to create, provide you like a sample constitution or something like that. And we'll sit down with you even and help you write one of those things out as that's a governing document. And you'll need a faculty advisor, uh, faculty or staff sponsor, advisor, whatever you want to call it, um, and just as another touch point. Uh, and so that's another thing that typically we will help you uh, engage with as well. If you can't find one, anyone that's passionate about it, typically offices, student engagements have a they keep a lot of faculty and staff that are looking to be sponsors. They kind of keep them in their back pocket and that people can kind of call on and say, hey, you know, I got this club that's really oriented around this and they're looking for a sponsor. Um, and most of the time faculty will come in droves. Uh, so what you're looking for is faculty sponsor. You're looking for other students that are, you know, in, in wanting the same thing and you're looking for uh, something that isn't already being fulfilled there on campus. Now, there are, like I said, there are nuances with that, like there are, the exceptions to every rule, um, like religious groups, for example, um, there can be a religious group already that is, you know, non-denominational Christian, but if they aren't your church or your specific affiliation, then you can create another one of those, even though that there's already technically a club for that, religious entities are typically uh, exempt from that. And so, um, and, and so would like uh, Greek letter uh, organizations as well. They can typically have the same purpose, uh, but put a different spin on it to do that. So. Really, if, if you, I, I get excited as a, as a professional in this field when, I, when a student comes to me with a new idea for a clever organization. I think that's just dynamite. Because we are, like I said, casting this, this really wide net, trying to engage as many students as we can. But when we learn that there is a new opportunity to, to, to engage students we haven't yet engaged, that just, that's, that's why we do what we do, is, is that right there. I mean, so you'll always be supported if you're looking to do that. Um, it just kind of starts with taking the step, asking a yeah. question. And so I'm definitely going to add the college to career spin to all that advice. So all that advice applies to any interest, like even like, you know, most unique club that I've heard is the Quidditch club um, at the University <laughs> of Central Florida. Like if you're a Harry Potter fan and you ever want to play Quidditch, you could do that. Um, there's a club for that. But um, wanted to give you guys my perspective on this same um, idea of starting your own club, but and how does this help you with graduating college with your dream job? Um, on top of the fact that, you know, it just looks amazing on your resume that you not, not only are a leader, but you started your own club. Um, there's also great national organizations that you can start a chapter in your school for, which already have the, the, the documents that you need and, 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 and to fill out. And, and that would also help you open doors to employers. So, for example, one of my favorite a national organization is SHEP, a Society for Hispanic Engineer Professionals. Um, and they're not in every single university. So if you are an engineer Hispanic student, you can gather a couple of your friends that want to explore a career in engineering and start your own club. Um, same thing with like a business fraternity or a Greek fraternity. Like for me, like the business fraternity that I was at was very impactful on my career. 
not only learned and in, in, in really sharpening my professionalism, but as well as the networking that allowed me to build a strong, strong network foundation. If there isn't a chapter in your school, they help you start one. You start as a colony and then you build up to become an accredited chapter. Um, but from my experience, from, from even mentoring students to open up their student organizations, it doesn't take long. It, it, it could be, a you could do this within less than a semester, but um, Lane, I'm actually going to, you know, hand it to you. And, and, and the question is, like, how do you think this helps a student in, in build a resume in a sense, like as a resume oh, builder as well? I, I, it's so many ways. Uh, not only does it show a future employer uh, that you have initiative and, you know, that you're willing to take on new challenges. Um, but uh, furthermore, you know, uh, you're willing to hold from an academic standpoint, what I, what I see from that is you're making your college experience, right? You are actively making choices to create the, the life and, and what that you're trying to live, right? And so you're, you're being personally accountable with that, um, but you're, you're exploring, exploring, you're trying something new. Uh, so there's so many things about that that, can, that show me that you're gonna be a successful college student, right? But as an employer to it from there, you know, you're, you're taking on so much. Uh, from, from one thing, from one perspective, you know, college is a lot, right? But if you're able to manage that, but you're also able to start an organization to do that, it shows that you're, you know, taking that initiative, you're balancing, you're managing your time really, really well, you're taking on additional responsibility, learning how to delegate, um, creating networking opportunities, all, you're really just spearheading a lot of these opportunities to, to, to work on some of these soft skills. And that initiative that right there, I mean, it shows so much that you're yeah. willing to, to dive out there and, and, and create opportunities for others to come. You know, working on leaving a legacy, that's a big thing that I like to say with student leadership is, is leave a legacy, you know, and, and I don't know of a better way to do that than starting an organization for itself. Uh, it's yeah. so rewarding. Uh, having been a, a co-founder of an organization myself, um, it, like you had said, it really doesn't, isn't that lengthy of a process. It, in all honesty, it, it sometimes sounds a little bit more uh, overwhelming than it is uh, because there are a lot of resources, a lot of people that are willing to help you with that if you're willing to, to ask for it. Um, but uh, you can definitely get it done in the semester. Um, you know, we, uh, me and uh, really one other friend of mine, uh, his name is Sonny, he uh, and I came together one time and we had heard about this, this honor society that wasn't on our campus and it's a national honor society uh, and we went from the idea one day, kind of tossing around at work, hey, we should bring that to our, bring it to campus one day. A month later, we had a group of students together that were all wanting to do the same thing. Um, got written a charter, things like that. Fast forward another month, so this is two months after we tossed around the idea, we have the national board out chartering us there on our campus. And so wow. not only can they do it in a semester, you could do it in a matter of months. Um, yeah. And, and it's it's so rewarding and 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 what that has done for me too is it it, it taught me just a, a ton of skills it taught me a ton of lessons i learned so much from that process um i mean i just i honestly can't emphasize how much how many different areas it has impacted me just yeah de definitely so I, I time flies it's already been like 30 minutes and so guys this is what i'm going to leave you with um this is not an only an awesome opportunity for you to, you know, gain the skills you need to become really employable and land your dream job, but it's also going to uh, allow you to get the most out of your whole college experience. And um, another thing I want you to think about, because I'm always trying to help you not um, also get the most out of your degree. And a lot of times, like 
you are already paying for a lot of the services that this colleges provide for a lot of you to get engaged yeah. for a lot of the artists that they're bringing in. And so you might as well take advantage of that. And, and so this university are booking some amazing talents and bringing them to your campus that you would have to pay pretty good money to go watch them. If you were good to go watch them on, on concert or if you were to go watch them perform somewhere else. Um, and they're free and it's, they're not necessarily free cause you paid for them, right? Someone's paying for that. But if you don't go for it, it's like you're giving away money. You're leaving money on the table. So that's my two cents. I'm giving it to you uh, how it's going to benefit you on a socially and uh, enjoy your college career, but also on a professional level and allow you to get your job. Lane, I'm going to let you last. Uh, what are your last thoughts? Um, what is one thing that you would wish somebody listening to this will actually um, take away from this episode? Uh, do it. You know, you, you have this... Uh, inclination in there you you have a passion you you have a desire to do something um take a chance you know uh what's the worst that could happen really you know in, in this setting you know it's particularly in this I, I don't know if there's a better environment to take risks to take chances socially that's literally what college is built for right is, is to, to engage in opportunities like that so you know go to an event if for no reason just say that you did right you never know what's going to happen um, you never know who you're going to meet, run into. Uh, you always hear about people talking about how much fun they had in college and things like that. Why do you think that was? You know, was it because they were sitting in their dorm room, you know, 100% of the time? No, it's because they, they went to an event, they had some fun. Um, but along with that, too, it's literally data backed. To, 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 it's, it's a fact that students who are engaged are more likely to not only stay in college, but to graduate, um, to uh, have higher grades while they're doing it, and to find gainful employment post-grad. It's, it's statistically proven, right, in any way you look at it, that it is benefiting you, it is better for you to be engaged, to be involved, and nothing else. And when I was in, in my undergrad, too, it almost didn't seem fair. I was having so much fun in my in engagements and my involvements that it, it seemed like it, it had to have been a detriment. I was having way too much fun <laughs> for it to be benefiting me. But little did I know that those engagements, those involvements that I had directly related to me getting the job that I have now. Yeah. Absolutely. My, my supervisor that had hired me will tell you that what separated me from, from the other individuals that I was competing against were the involvements, the engagements that I had. So that's what's going to get you a job. And really, what's the worst that's going to happen? You have a fun yeah. story to tell about it later on? That's true. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you guys heard it. Guys, I, I know just thinking about it, like, there's only one negative thing that I would say when it comes to getting engaged. And it's not about you getting engaged or not. It's the only thing that I, I sometimes see it hurting students is when they're too engaged and they don't take internships or like summer internships because they are afraid of, of, of missing or being really involved in other things. Um, that's only my caveat. That's my personal opinion on it. Like, I want you, I think you should get involved. I think you should be engaged, but I think you should be, um, you shouldn't be engaged in too many things and spread yourself thin. I think, you know, being involved, really, really involved in three student organizations, max is probably like the sweet spot. Um, and then if you do have internships, don't turn down internships because you're running for a position in a student organization. Like there needs to be a balance let the experience that you gain from being involved be the reason why you land internships, but you need those internships to get like the really good jobs 
that add there are looking for internships. That is, uh, like I said, guys, that's my disclaimer. Uh, that is my opinion. That's what I've seen. Um, but, but definitely, definitely get engaged, get engaged, get engaged. Um, how can students get connected with you, Lane? What's the best way? Uh, so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. That, that'll work just fine. Um, you know, at Lane King. Um, you can also email me, um, lane.king at blend.edu. L-A-N-E.K-I-N-G at blend.edu. That's a great way to get involved with me too. Um, really, I would say either one of those two ways. Reach out to me. Uh, I, I love what I do. I live what I do. It doesn't feel like work to me. So if there's ever, and if anyone ever had a question, if it was a simple follow-up or someone would have a conversation or something like that, I would love to do that. I absolutely would love to do that. If there's ever anything that I can do, if I can add value to anybody's life about any of this stuff, I would jump at the opportunity to do so. So please reach out if you ever had any inclination to do so. I would love to hear it. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, there you go, there you go. So now if, um, if you have any questions um, really about how to get engaged or just any advice, you can always reach out to Lane. And if you're ever interested in working um, with, staying working with the university and being a director of student activities and leadership, reach out to Lane. The best yeah. way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it. So use your resources, network, network, network. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll catch you guys on the next podcast. have made it to the end of the podcast just want to remind you if you are interested in signing up for that free training class on how to land a job with a fortune 500 company head to masteringcollege2career.com forward slash free training to sign up this is a live class so you will be able to ask me questions and remember this is limited to the first 100 students see you there If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.